As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. It's another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. Marcus Thompson out with the Warriors trying to figure out how to get out of that 3-1 hole. So my man Jay Adande pinch hitting as only Jay can. The Vic Davileo of Northwestern <laughs> University. Thank you for <laughs> jumping Mota. in here. Huh? Manny I'm Motor. a Dodger guy, so Manny <laughs> Motor right. is my Manny guy Motor. when it comes to pitching. Jay, we had to have somebody that knew what the hell they were talking about when it comes to playoffs. My guy, I saw him at Salt, uh, and somehow you were in Utah during All-Star Weekend and got out alive. My man, Bernie <laughs> Maxwell. What's up, Max? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Man, I, I was going to ask you. I didn't get a chance to ask you, man. When they, when they, because inv- you were doing stuff with the Retired Players Association, you came back in and, and, and was with all the other guys. But man, you knew it was in Salt Lake. Were, were you feeling some kind of way before, <laughs> before getting on that plane? <laughs> before I got there, I thought, man, well, y'all got to have some damn security out there. And, uh, you know, because I, you know, I've been getting death threats and all kind of shit. So, right, right. Gotta, you know, but they was like, no, nah, Vern, you all right. We're going to be in the team. So, and, um, in the players uh, guys hotel, yeah. we have 30 there. You'll be fine. So don't worry about it. So, yeah. but I felt protected once they told me that. And then I had guys around me too. So like I was, uh, I was good. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're taking no chances. That's the smart. No. <laughs> man, I, we, we wanted you on, man. Cause we wanted to talk to you. You, you know, what guys are going through this time of year, when you get deep into the playoffs, you were on those Rockets teams in 93, 94, 95. And you, you know what the pressure's like. And I, I, that's what I failed to, like, get across to people is the pressure that the guys feel. Because, you know, this is what you work all your life for is to be on this stage, right? And so mm-hmm. now you're on the stage and you feel confident, but you're playing another good team too. You know, and I just wonder what it's like going through that when you're – you're at the pinnacle of your profession, but you still got to perform or otherwise you could get clowned if you play badly in the playoffs. I mean, it's what you, it's what you, it's what you play the game for, you know, to get to this point in, in, the, in the game and, and you want to be on the biggest stage. And it is, you know, 
a lot of pressure game in and game out. I mean, but just what we program ourselves to do. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, it, I mean, you can tell the difference when you walk in the arena, you know, um, yeah. you know, uh, you can, you can, you can feel the pressure when you walk in the arena, you know, so, you know, it's a bigger, it's, it's a different game than a regular season game, but I feel like, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's what we pride ourselves on. This is where we want to be at in, in our careers. I mean, especially on the highest level you can play on. And then, I mean, you got to be able to go out and perform. I mean, shit. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I love it. This is the time of the year I, I, I want to play in, you know, because every game, game count. You know, Vernon, I think back to the 94 finals. I covered that series. And, you know, Akeem Olajuwon and Patrick Ewing kind of canceled each other out. Like you yes. knew what you were going to get from those guys. So really the games were decided by, you know, whether it was going to be you or Derek Harper for the Knicks or John Starks or Kenny Smith, your teammates, like the, the role players, which one of you guys was on, that was going to swing the game. And so I wondered if you took that on and you talked about the pressure, did you feel like you guys were the deciding factors in those series? Well, we knew they were going to cancel each other out, like you said, but, um, you know, and every night in that series, it was going to be somebody that stepped up like for, like for instance, game three, Sam stepped up, made a big three at, at the end, yeah. you know. Yeah. Real, real big three for a rookie to come in and step up and make that shot. So and then and then and then in, in game four, you know, John Starks and um and Derek Harper, I felt like they outplayed us in that game, you know, and mm -hmm. felt like they pretty much outplayed us the whole series, be true about it. Um, but I think I, you know, game seven, I came out and had a pretty decent game, game seven, but but um, I feel like they outplayed us. But um, but I mean, it's it's just it's like I said, man. You just gotta be ready, and 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 it's part of it, like especially Lonnie. here. I was gonna say Lonnie Walker was ready in Game right, Four for right. the Lakers. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, it's not gonna be. You know, we know Braun, we know Davis, and and we know you know those guys on you know uh, Steph and um, unfortunately Clay didn't play well last night. You know, he had yeah. a not a good, you know, a bad shooting night, but I mean, but uh, Draymond played well. I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's going to be somebody else to step up besides those guys. You know, Bron and Steph, they're canceling each other out, but yeah, it's yeah. somebody that come off that bench, man, and, and come in there and give give the team that lift. And uh, that's what Lonnie Walker did, man, but that's the kind of player he is. He plays with no conscience, you know what I mean? So that's the way you got to be like this time of the year. You know, yeah, I was going to say, Vernie, it's like you got to be arrogant, right? Like you have to have that kind of mentality to play at this level, right? A chip on your shoulder, but I'm ready. I mean, shit, I belong here, you know, and I, and then, you know, it goes, it speaks volumes for that kid, Lonnie, because, I mean, the way they play him, you know, I mean, for him to step in and do that, man, I mean, so, I mean, like I always said, man, when I play, you know, he's playing for 32 other teams, man, so yeah. 31 other teams, man, you know, so you're putting on, you know, you're putting your display on for other teams, too. So, you know, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, kudos to old Vonix. You know, he stepped up last night. I'm happy for him. Yeah, that, that was that was impressive, man. I mean, the dude wasn't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't, not like he was in the rotation. Nah, that dude he, wasn't playing. Going to it. They yeah. were going get buckets. Yeah, they was yeah, going. Yeah, in the, in the fourth quarter. Like, not, you know, second, right, right, you know, right. second quarter, you know, <laughs> right, give somebody a rest. Right. Like, no, fourth quarter crunch time. But it mattered, though. The buckets that he made, man, it was big. Because, I mean, it wasn't like they, they were going back and forth there. And uh, so, he, I mean, that was big for him, man. I mean, old Florida boy with no conscience, man. 
You know, Dave, I looked it up. Vernon had 21 points in that game seven. Yeah, I know. So he did he did more than okay. You he know, was, was, he, he was better than I. <laughs> right. <laughs> Third leading scorer in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like game seven, my man Starks was three for 18. <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, well, I'm glad he shot bad that damn day. I'm glad. We're sitting there going, we're sitting there going, Rouse, why'd you why'd you get Roe Ro Blackman, man? I'm glad he did. I'm glad he kept John in there, man. Good guy. Yeah. You, it's got the, the other thing I've been thinking about that series, Vernon, is as we watched the, the Knicks back in the second round for like the first time this century or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you played there in the finals. And yeah. Madison Square Garden has become such a character in these playoffs because we're seeing it packed with fans again. We're seeing that atmosphere. What was it like to play in that building in the NBA finals? Man, that's one of the best buildings ever played in. You know, I mean, um, mm. Being in that building in the finals, it was so electric, and I mean, uh, just the stars and the and the ex and the players, you know, came out, and it was just it was it was crazy, man. And I mean, it's it, I it's one of the fav my favorite places to play. Yeah. Tell you, the, you know, I mean, so um, besides you know playing and um, you know, I like I love playing in the garden and um, and I love playing in the forum too. So, yeah. but other. Know, those old places like that, I love playing in those buildings like that. But that's my favorite right there in New York, man, because the stars come out, they're playing that music in there. All the women out there, oh my goodness, it's just crazy, man. So, a lot of it's a lot of stuff before the game starts, you know, you <laughs> to get you off the get your mind off the game. So, Ver, I gotta tell you, man, I never, I don't get starstruck, I really don't because you just can't in our line of work, you have to kind of be keep it level, you know what I'm saying. That's the one place, New York and L.A., New York and L.A., the one place that you look courtside and you go, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. That's yeah. whoever. That's Holly Berry. That's Kate Upton. Like, oh, my God. She's right there. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, my thing was I was looking at Madonna. I was, like, mesmerized. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is damn Madonna. Look at this shit. I can't believe it. I know she was looking at Damn, man. Max is crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's for about two quarters. I was like, what the fuck is that? That's McDonald's? I could not believe it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've never talked to any any of the guys in this game. Were you aware in game five as the OJ Bronco oh, chase right. is was, going on? Like, right. did you have any idea like before the game or how, were you aware uh, what was happening during that game? No, we didn't know. Um, somebody had told us after the game was over, man. Like my people's, I was talking to them after the game. They was like, man, God, man, man we didn't even see the uh, whatever court it was. Damn. Man, oh and chase down the him and Al and chase down the damn highway. They switched over to that. Man, we was mad as fuck that though. Who got chased down the highway? So that like damn, so OJ must have did it. Why is he running? That's what I was saying. God damn, I was trying to be the judge, the jury, and all this shit. And then <laughs> I said, God damn, man, he looked like he's guilty. He raced out way. So but uh but no, but that's when we found out after the game, man. But it was it was crazy, man. That was crazy. A lot of shit happened during that series. Man, I was actually covering football during that year for some reason. I don't even know why. But Jay, I told this story before. I was sitting in the in the press room at Redskins Park with yeah. Heath Schuler, oh, who was the quarterback. Yes. And we're sitting there, and Heath goes, David, he was from Bryson City, North Carolina. He goes, David, I don't think he did it. And I looked at him, I said, Heath. <laughs> Some black people think he did. What's his name? Jump back on our side. <laughs> he wasn't even fucking with us. Then we put, we took him back. You know, black. You know what I'm saying? Right. We took him back. 
again. Well, I got that shit again, though. Right? So, yeah. the capper of that night. So, Pat Riley's doing his press conference after the game. And some fans, so, you know, the way the media set up was there, like the fans, the courtside fans could kind of come in and out of the media area. So, right. this fan sitting there at the back of the press conference room holding up his beer. So, they're like, any more questions for Pat Riley? Guy raises his hand. He's like, hey, Pat, you think if OJ cuts left instead of right, he would have made it? And I got away. <laughs> oh, my. Goodness, man, it was a crazy series, man. I oh, swear. Man. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 that's linkedin.com slash NBA show 23 for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash NBA show 23 and get started. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Burr, what what do you what do you like looking for this time of year when you're watching playoff games with 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 the fellas or with your with your sons or whoever? What are you looking for? I, I like to see a good game. I I hate this time of the year to see blowout games. I just don't understand that part of the shit. Yeah, I, yeah, that shit just baffles me. I just I can't register that shit. I don't <laughs> understand how you get blowed out in the playoffs. I mean, it's I. I don't understand that part. I mean, I ain't, I've never seen it like this. Teams be getting beat by 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but I think it is. It's just teams are shooting so many threes now, and, and it's so unreliable, right? It can just – you can get hot one game, you can get cold the next game, and I, I really think that's what it is. That's why you just have this variance. It just depends on who's hot or not from three. Hey, you're right about that, too. I mean, they live and die by that three ball, too. I mean, there's yeah. no – that shit, you know? It's either – 
you're gonna shoot the three or you're gonna get all the way to the basket. There's no middle, no, no right. the mid-range is gone. It's a lost art in the game nowadays. Guys don't want to do it. They either going all the way, are they gonna pull are they gonna shoot yeah. back three and all that's that's the toughest damn shot. And I, I think that's the worst shot in basketball. But James yeah. thinks it's a bad shot for him because he's massing it. But for a lot of these guys, like Poole and them just be sliding back and shit. Yeah. Like damn, I'd be like, well, he slid back five feet. Right. And, <laughs> and right. five foot. <laughs> Right. It's just I don't know. I don't know what these kids trying to prove and what they, but they 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 the game is so it's it's hard for me to watch sometimes. That's why I fought a lot during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I dude, I hear you, man. Because I just I'm not saying you have to go all the way back to the the 80s and the 90s the way they played back then, but you got to have some balance between offense and defense. (laughs) Yes. And it's a lot of, I, I hate to say it, there's a lot of bad players too in the NBA. A lot of bad players. I mean, I mean, a lot of them be playing in, it was CBA back now. They'd have been in CBA. A lot of them motherfuckers have been in the goddamn CBA. Right. <laughs> a lot of them, man. I mean, a lot of them guys, man. These guys do not know how to play. And, and that's why it's, it's so young. They're so young, though, you know, and. And they let them in so young, you know, back when we had to do at least three years, I think. Right, back, right. So, you know, and, and they're just so young now. They're just, and, 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 and they, I hate to say it, it's, they, a lot of them ain't in there for the right reasons. Mm. I don't, they really, really actually love that shit. Like we used to love that right. shit. I, I mean, I love that shit, you know, mm. and I, Oh, I think we lost him. (laughs) He'll get back on in a second. I need to ask him about, he played, Jay, he played four years. He played four years at Florida. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like he would have been out after his freshman year. Like he was saying, he'll be back on in a second. But that's what's crazy to me. Like, he's he's the second time, he's the second all-time leading scorer in the SEC. Number two. After after Maravich? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Number two. He's second after, wow. (laughs) Wow. It's because he played four years in college, yeah. you know, like I'm saying. So that's what's that's crazy. And it's just so different now. Yo, man, we were just burn. We were just talking about you. The, you're the number two sc- all time leading scorer in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, guy. no, that's all good. But you played yeah. four. you played four years at Florida. Yeah. There is no there's no way in hell you would have played four years in Florida now. Right. I mean, no. you would have come out after I, freshman year. I've been one and done. Yeah. Yeah. Easily, yeah. I mean, but and I think that's that's what a game done. It doesn't messed up the a lot of these guys. You know, go and be one and done. They actually they they're not even. They don't be ready. Then when they get there, they have to teach them how to play and and teaching the NBA way. And, and like when we came in, you know, I was older when I got there. I was twenty two years old, going on twenty, right. and I was grown. Yeah, you know. I was ready and I was seasoned. I was, I understood the game. And, and, and so, but I just think they're just so young now when they let them in there now, man, they, and they just know they're going to be one and done. And, and it's just, I, I, I just think they need to make them work more harder to get there, not be so accessible, so easy. Like it is It's easy now to make it to the NBA. If they quote unquote say you one of those guys, mm-hmm. you, gotta really do you just gotta stay out harm's way and then you're gonna go you're gonna go high like you know what yeah. i mean they in these guys 
like yeah. all like Lil Bronny. They positioned him to go in the top right. ten. One guy looks like he knows what he's doing is Devin Booker. <laughs> um, <laughs> watch this guy's last game. What do you see when you're watching Devin Booker play in these playoffs? Oh uh, man, he locked in killer. Like they like Stephen A. calling uh, the bright skin mamba. <laughs> right. Right. He's a killer, man. I mean, uh, I mean, unstoppable right now. Doing anything he wants to do. The leader, best playing better than anybody besides Joker in the in the playoffs. So yeah. <clears throat> those numbers of Joker's putting up this shit. So I mean, who does this shit, man? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, this is man. but Booker shooting the percentages that he's shooting, man, and and doing the things he's doing out there, man. And man, he's locked in. He can't miss. I mean, it's it's amazing. Vern, I always wonder when you get on a heater, what that feels like, man. Oh man, it's like throwing it in the ocean. Anywhere you throw it up there, it's gonna go in like you're throwing the ball in the ocean. Yeah. And can't miss that ocean now. You're throwing a ball out, just throwing the ball out. So that's how it's just wide open and big like that. You just, yeah, that's how it feels. Like you're just throwing it in the ocean. Every time you throw it, it's going to go in. Yeah. What What was the first one you got on in the pros as a as a pro? Mm, I probably, I don't know. Uh, probably when um, I was, uh, when I caught on that 50 and 90, 91, I think it was when I hit the 51 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's when I felt like I was in that I was in that groove dead. So that's when I got to going. Were you calling for guys? Were you it, it seemed like in the in the 90s they weren't running as much run that pick and roll to try to get the switch to isolate on somebody? Uh, you uh, guys weren't doing that, right? Uh we was just they were just running me off single doubles. We used to do that, come up a single or a double, a stagnant stream or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And go from there. If they follow them chasing you, you just keep turning the corner. You know, if they try to go over the top, you fade, you know, and things that, you know, we just knew how to get open. And that's what we, they were doing for me. We, we we didn't run pick and rolls like that a lot. Right. We, we drop it down the dream and then we all spot up. Right, right. I always thought your, <clears throat> your team, that's a team that could transfer right now to the NBA and y'all would oh, be, oh yeah. you know oh. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> with the shooters y'all had, you yes. know, like, you would be, you play right now. You could play tonight, yeah. you know. The way we played is exactly, I mean, nobody wouldn't be able to stop Dream. So they'll be fumbling and stumbling trying to get down there to stop him because, and then, and when, and then he, when he decided he wanted to be a good passer, that's when we became us. So, yeah. Yeah. And that was a process, right? That didn't happen right away. Right. That was a process. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when he decided that he was going to be a and stop, you know, trying to beat, uh, win all the games by itself. That's when we became a better team like that. Having been through that, does it give you an even greater appreciation when you watch Jokic and his passing ability man, as a big man? Actually, I mean, so much, give you so much energy on offense because you know he ain't looking to spoil the time and, and, and everybody else knows when you cut hard, he going to find you. Yeah. You know, make the right pass and make the right play. So that's fun to play with, man. I mean, I mean, when Dream started playing like that, you know, wanting want to kick it out and jump up in there and make the pass to us and stuff, that's when everybody, we, I mean, everybody, we, we, we was locked in on defense and offense now because, you know, anybody can, it can be anybody uh, uh, game that night, you know. So, I mean, it's a blessing to play with a big guy like that, Look, like willing to pass and, and, yeah. can, and want to pass, and but for two and rebound. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Shaq talks about that, you know, how he had to learn how to see the double team, see where it was coming from and know oh, yeah. where to go with the ball. You know, oh, like, 
yeah it's it's definitely it's it, it takes time you know you, you know and um but once they do it to you all the time you'll get used to it and you'll figure it out you know what i mean so so max so much you know individual success and then you had team success and i just wondered like when you look back at, at your career at the totality of it are you satisfied or do you say man there was stuff i left on the table i left some stuff on the table yeah, I felt like I left some stuff on the table, Dave. Tell you the truth, man. Um, I said I, I, I felt like I, I don't know. I, I should have retired at the when I did. Yeah, I stayed playing because I felt like I had at least three, four. I had at least four or five more years left in me. I know just on somebody bench, just being a mentor to the young guys, you know, something like that nature. So, but I had, I had so much left. Um, and I could have played. You know, I feel like I could have played at least three more years. Played mm-hmm. like. In games, I, I felt like I could could have competed, but um, and then um, just a just like a couple of like me leaving the team with the Rockets the way I did, I, I wish I would have handled that better. Yeah. You know, like back then we didn't have people to like like we can talk to and shit like that. Like these guys got you know the security guys with them and shit. They go back to the room. It's just it wasn't just like for instance, it was just me. When I got back to the room that day and I was mad at Rudy T because of the way he played me, yeah. it was me in my room by myself. And just I had to deal with all that shit and register all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I probably wasn't thinking clear, you know, yeah. probably might have needed a motherfucker mm-hmm. on the site. One of those damn security guys that they have following those guys, you know, to be with those guys 99 percent of the time that they're. You know, if I could have maybe had a motherfucker with me and talk me out of that shit, Max, come on, man, let's just go get dinner. Yeah. Let's just go chill. And then, you know, don't make your rational decision right now because you're mad as hell right now. You know, we know how you is. So I probably, you know, but I probably would have handled it different. That's, I mean, pretty much it. I mean, other than that, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking um, of decisions and, and we were just talking about Jokic, he had that moment. With the owner of the Suns, Matty Spear, he <laughs> wouldn't give him the ball, and, right. and, and you know, Jokic called him a fan. I, I, I generally believe David. Do you believe he didn't know that that was the owner of the hey, Suns? He probably didn't. Like, I would. I mean, you know, I don't even know if he did. But, but, I don't think he did. Like, you know, but, it's just some Brandon, dude. I'm thinking, you know, Brandon, you, you, you were known to have interactions with fans <laughs> at times. <laughs> so, what, what would have happened if that was you in that situation? Yeah, I probably would have did the same damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shot for the four, sit your ass down, get, <laughs> and give it a damn ball. You know, I'd have shot, I'd have shot his last one. <laughs> right, right. Pull the ass out your way. You know, fan, <laughs> grabbing the balls and holding on the ball. That's what the fuck he is. And he's sitting in that seat. You're a fan. Yeah. Get your ass out your way. That's yeah. right. Fucking ball. He ran over there right. That's what I'd have did too. Ran over there and grabbed him. He the hell. Boom, I'd have hit him with one, two. Get your ass out your way. So Jokic was fine. There was some thought that he might have been yeah. suspended. Should, should anything have happened to his beer? He's uh-huh. holding the ball. He's delaying the game. He, oh, he didn't touch. That was bullshit. Didn't touch Jokic. If they was suspending him, that'd have been some bullshit. Yeah, that wasn't warrant for no suspension, man. That was man. Come on, fans got to get the fuck out the way. Yeah. What, what about suspending this beer for a game? The owner. What about the owner? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah his ass needs to be suspended. You know, because he's a fan. I mean, just like you're doing other fan, you're telling you you're telling him, okay, you suspended for these minor games or you banned from the arena. His yeah. ass suspended for a game for just getting in the way. His ass, he knew what he was doing though. And but he mm-hmm. and you can tell it. 
You can tell the way he fell and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like he's trying to draw a charge and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, hell, just like he got like subbed, just like it, man, just, man, it's, it's just, it, it would have been some bullshit if they had suspended. I'm glad they just took a couple of dollars from it. Exactly. Vern, you should, I mean, dude, you should be talking to these young guys, man. I mean, this is, this is right up your alley. Like, these guys, I mean, there's so much about mental health now in the NBA, and, and, and rightly so. I mean, it's, it's high profiles, a lot of money, you know. No, that's and, why I got, I got a foundation about mental health. That's what I talk about all the time. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's one of my big things I like to talk about. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I talk to the league about it, and I want, you know, when these guys, when they be telling these guys come to orientation and shit, you know, I told them to let me come in and speak and, and let these motherfuckers know how it's going to be. Exactly. You know, Tell them the highs and the lows of the shit. Because nobody yeah. knows it better than you. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You what know, more could these teams be doing on that front to, to look after the mental well-being of their players? Well, they have to really talk about it, not be scared to have these motherfuckers sit down and listen to somebody talk about this shit. Because I think these kids, you know, when you get to like me, when I was playing the NBA shit, I know I was mental health motherfucker. You know, I knew I had. I, I now that I know what 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 you know kind of parameters that it is. You know what it what it's about. And I was like, shit, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Sit back and think. So, and I I was you know I was too macho to even try to like I tell people all the time. I was too like worried about fucking what my peers and shit would have thought about me and shit if I would have went and said I was in you know like I didn't want no motherfucker about to think I was crazy. I motherfuckers already thought that. Yeah. So, but that was the thing. We didn't have the terms, right? It, it was either right. you're okay or you're crazy. You know, there was right. nothing in between. There right. was no spectrum. No, there's no middle. So, and so that's why I, I just feel like, yeah, you, you, you gotta be able to talk about it, and you have to make these motherfuckers sit down and listen to somebody talk about it. Right. And I mean, because, I mean, it's a lot of those motherfuckers, it's, and then, and it, and it, and it, and, and sometimes it could be with the way you was brought up too. Sure. You know, folks just don't know. You just don't, you don't think you have, you don't think it's on you, but it's, I, I mean, it affects you in so many ways. You just don't understand. And then, I mean, so like I tell people, when you see these guys sitting on the corner and shit, and they might be sitting up, they're just talking to the damn self. That's a mental health patient, man. It's yeah. something, and it, I mean, it, I, I mean, there's something wrong with that. Motherfucker standing on the corner with the shirt off, yeah. you know, something wrong with that, man. Yeah. So, I mean, ain't nothing to laugh at. You know, yeah. if you want to try to help a motherfucker. Right. So, Vern, let me get you out on this, man. When you got it, you got a kid in college, you got a kid in high school, they both hoop, you know, like, and when you talk to them, how do you, like, how do you separate pops talking to, to your kids from Vernon Maxwell, the former NBA player, talking to your kids? Because they both have value and worth to your children, right? Like, ain't right. nobody going to be, ain't nobody can tell your kids about the NBA better than you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but you're still their dad too, you know? So how do you kind of separate those two or do you combine them? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, when, when we, we talk about ball, when we, in, when we play when they, when they're at practice or when they, you know, but when they're off the court, I don't really bother them about it. Really. I just, you know, try to make sure, you know, I, I mean, they're way better than I was. You know, there's some good young men, you know, they I, I can trust and believe they're gonna stay out of trouble. Right. I didn't know all this other shit that they don't drink and all this old crazy shit like I was doing. And they don't hang out and 
you know, one of them has a, I have, I'm a grandfather. So my oldest one at Georgia Tech, well, he's in the portal. He's not at Georgia Tech now. Probably mm. in University of Hampton. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, but I just, I separate the two and we playing ball. I talk ball. And when I feel like the need to talk about ball after a game or something, I tell them something, you know, little stuff I saw or whatever. But right. other, I just, just make sure they competing hard and playing hard. But in, as far as life, everyday life, I just tell them it's, you know, black men, it's going to be hard out here. You yeah. got to make sure you get yourself uh, you're, and you're lined, you're lined up right where you can be a successful black man. Because if you don't, boy, it's going to be hard out here. Ain't nobody ain't gonna be taking care of you, so you got a baby where you can take care of yourself. Right, and that's that's the main thing. I just tell them before I leave off this earth. I just want to make sure all my kids are in line. They they got their lives together, and and everybody's gonna be okay. And then I can rest at peace there. So yeah. that's. I know you still talk a little shit though when they play when you play a little pickleball. Uh, <laughs> Side they out there playing like some little girls. You know I'm a customer. That's hot now. I'm a, you know, so you know, you sometimes you have to light a fire up under these motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you still got some buckets for him too if you're playing in the backyard. Oh, yeah, I got them. Give them. I can't probably about one or two. That's about it. That's it, though. I'm the inside broke down. That, that age undefeated, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to check. Right, be fifty-eight this year, man. So, yeah. Damn, bro, we the same age. That's I, I don't even see possible. Like, damn. Yeah, hey, man. man. Yes, sir. Where did the time go, bro? Goddamn! I was telling my son the other day, my kids. I was talking about three of them on the call, and I was like, "Oh man, y'all just think in thirty years, your daddy gonna be eighty-eight. Goddamn! Now, how much longer? Goddamn! Now, I hope I." I'm saying I'm just telling them, but damn, I mean, I'm on the shorter side of these damn numbers now than I was, you know, and I, and I was like, just saying that, oh my goodness, 10 years ago, I was like, oh Lord, I got a little bit like, I got a little longer to go, I got, but now, yeah. it, like, oh, it's just getting scary. Right. <laughs> it's getting real now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, Vern, man, appreciate you coming on, man. The Maxed Out Podcast, check it out. Vernon Maxwell 11 on Twitter is hilarious. He'll be clowning guys on Twitter. It's fantastic. <laughs> Bro, it's been great. And, and he you. survived Utah. He made it out. And of he survived Utah. <laughs> hey, y'all. I always looked up to y'all guys. I was good to me, man, when I was out there, man. man so come I'm, on. You uh, were good people, man. man. We all, everybody, great to us every, everybody in our profession loved you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you played and you talked. So that's that's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> So man, look, y'all, y'all leave that five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get this fine American podcast. And as Marcus, like Marcus would say, if you can't leave us five stars, keep it to yourselves, you haters. Yeah.